Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm your host, Julia Noyes, from the Noyes Art Gallery. I'm interviewing artists for your listening pleasure. Haven't you ever wondered why artists do what they do or what inspires them? So here we are, live, to give you the inside scoop. Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm excited to share with you in this episode all of our information and fun people involved in our annual Art in the Garden. Noah's Art Gallery, Lincoln Parks and Rec, Party in the Parks, First Interstate Bank, and Emeritus sponsor this free event to the public every year for 10 years now. Please join us on September 10th at the Sunken Gardens for Noise Art Gallery, 10th Annual Art in the Garden. Come from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and see the beautiful gardens. And then also see over 50 artists displaying and selling their work. With me first are Alice Reed and Steve Nozzle. They are the garden curators. They're the garden gardeners. They're the head gardeners. They're the diggers. Uh, they're the watch out for the Japanese beetles. They're, <laughs> they're the everything at Sunken Gardens. Thank you so much for coming in today. Hi, Lynette. Thank um, you for having us. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful day to be inside, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that's a good thing for you <laughs> to yeah. be inside once Sometimes in a while. It is. Yes. Well, uh, Steve and Alice, we have admired your work in Lincoln here for so, so many years. You both have a very long, long history with the garden. And it's an amazing place and world-renowned. People come from all over. And I'll let you guys tell more of that story. But we do want to hear today about the theme this year. Maybe our listeners didn't realize every year you develop a theme for the garden. You're probably thinking of next year's already right now. But this year, it's Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. yeah. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> we started, actually, Alice in Wonderland theme came to mind many, many years ago. We just didn't do it for a while. And uh, it just sort of happened. I think last year, was was that Ruby Slippers last year? And mm -hmm. It just rolled into Alice in Wonderland. And so... Um, we decided to take it on, and and usually when we do that, we do some background research. And this year, it was watching all the old Alice in Wonderland movies and Behind the Looking Glass. I did not read the book, but uh, I did look at the pictures, and uh, I think that's that. We have to look for inspiration if we're going to do themes. You know, what, what is it we can do? And mm -hmm. I know yep. we sat and talked about them quite a bit. Yep. Well, we've been doing themes for, I don't know how many, 20 years, I think. Mm -hmm. And only because that helps us sort of focus on, you know, what we could represent with flowers or how we could display our flowers to look like something. <laughs> because, well, you, you know, think uh, about it. You, you it's inspiration I... for us to uh, center on something. You know, we used yeah. Van Gogh paintings before Starry Night. Uh, we've used several different musicians. Purple Rain, you know, Prince with Purple Rain for Purple. Uh, several, purple Haze. Purple, purple Haze, mm -hmm. we've had two. So uh, Jimi Hendrix, one of the first, you know, but other things that inspire us that are that are beautiful. Music we like a lot, uh, but we've had butterflies, uh, et cetera. So 
things that we can focus our minds then to pick flowers that would represent that picture in our mind? Yeah, I think one of the things that, that you and I have talked about recently is that as you travel the country and you go to botanical gardens, a lot of times the display is always the same. It's because they use a lot of this, you know, perennials and shrubs, et cetera. With Sunken Gardens and this theme, this new theme every year, we actually change the whole design. And so when people come down there, they go, well, this doesn't look anything like it looked last year. And it's like, no, it's not supposed to. And we rotate our crop. We're good farmers. And so mm-hmm. I think that's the advantage of the theme is we, it's always keep some guessing. Okay, come down next year. We'll show you what we're going to do. And so it, it, as we even talk about, and Alice and I have been talking about next year's designs, we've already come up with some pretty cool ideas of what we could do with the theme that we're playing with. So, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, we're always a, about a year ahead of everything. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's where we sit. Well, you also do some really awesome community outreach. Uh, in the spring, there's Wake Up the Beds. In the fall, there's Put the Beds <clears throat> to Sleep for winter. Yes. Yes. Uh, how are those community events organized? How do we know to get involved in those? Well, we work, we have our uh, volunteer coordinator, Zach Haley, work with us on it. He has a email page, or you can just, gosh, do we, do we, I don't even know if we have a Facebook anymore, to be honest with you. No, we, we used don't. to, Mm-mm. but, um, uh, or you can write me at the city of Lincoln, which is my email address is pretty easy. It's S-N-O-S-A-L at lincoln.ne.gov. And everybody that works for government has a Lincoln.any.gov at the end. All you have to do is know their first name. And then we can we can respond to that. But word of mouth, uh, and actually the volunteers who are already volunteer are the ones that spread the word. Or the master gardeners that come in. Or the Noyes artists have a mm-hmm. lot of uh, idea what we're doing also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it brings in a lot of people because they all want to take part in it. I think it's yeah. just part of being the public gardens, which are very unusual for a city to have a huge public garden like this. And people want to be a part of it. Yeah. So uh, people that come down and plant there, they feel an ownership sense that, that this is their little place. And it really is their place. This is their garden and so it's nice for them and and they're very proud of their work and i think that's what's good about gardening is it's a feel-good thing uh and when you're done with it all that hard work and sweat you can look back and and sort of be happy with what you see and satisfied it's it builds just a really good feeling so yeah it's living it's horticultural therapy yeah you bet it is it's living art you get to come down and watch it grow. I, our intent, um, Alice mentioned earlier that we use you know Monet as an inspiration. We learned from Monet that he would actually have gardens that would color weave. So the color that would you would see in the spring is not the same color you'd see in the fall. We try to do that to the best of our ability. Hmm. And, that, and that's really fun to do is to try to find plants that will survive Lincoln, get bigger in Lincoln, and right now, the survival thing is really a trick because... Survive the Japanese beetles. <laughs> They're gone. They're yeah. gone now, so... Yeah, yeah that was a true... You just have to wait. Yeah. It's Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, new news on the Japanese beetle. Uh, in Minnesota, at an arboretum, they've discovered a fly 
that lays its eggs on the beetle's back. Wow. And then it kills the beetle. There we go. Send them on And it's a good fly. (laughs) Send them over. (laughs) Yeah. So I know there's so much involved, like you said, about just keeping the garden alive. Uh, Steve, Mm. you do a lot of soil analysis and soil enrichment and building, and Mm -hmm. you work together to make it all fit and, and grow. Tell us some of that background that's important for gardening in a public area. Well, I, th- I think a lot of it started even for Alice when we were really young. And you, when I moved to Lincoln, I moved to Lincoln to do this. And uh, when I got here and I started messing with the soil of Lincoln, you know, I couldn't believe how stiff it was. And by that, I mean how much clay it had in it. And... Um, so my background in gardening when I was a kid is to put as much organic matter into the garden as I could because I think my first crop was cucumbers, peas, and corn. And I, they're tropical. If you can grow those, you can grow annuals. And so when we got to Lincoln, Alice and I started to mess around a little bit with putting organic matter on, just a few things here and there. And then we started, I'm not sure where it started at, way back in the, in the 80s, we started building a big compost pile. Oh, I know what it was. It was that big chi- pile of chicken poop we found out yeah. at the nursery. <laughs> yeah. And we started hauling that into the sunken gardens. It was old, decomposed, probably 20 years old. Oh, and all of a sudden, stuff. we noticed that the stuff just loved it. And um, we got away from fertilizer. We got away from putting down chemical fertilizer and using organic matter. So we play with mixtures of leaves and grass clippings, whatever our the people that help us put this compost together mix up in our piles for us. And we put a little bit of horse manure in there also because of the bacteria of horse manure. And that really makes a big difference. So every fall we put on three to four inches on all of our gardens. And that's mm. the fertilizer for the next year. And it works really well. It is. It's wow. A, it's, if you're going to go organic, that is the best way to do it. And we needed to go organic because... It, we just don't want to spray it sunken. There's too many people touching everything, kids, dogs, cats, mm-hmm. you know, and so mm-hmm. it worked out for us. important to know uh, for people who want to visit. Uh, well, and it's an old idea. The, the, the people that grew gardens 400 years ago, they didn't have bags of anhydrous ammonia. Mm-hmm. They had cow poop, mm-hmm. you know, and they went and put that on, and that was that, that and horse. Or sheep, mm-hmm. that's what they used, yeah. and it worked. And it's just bringing back old ideas again is what it is. Mm-hmm. Works good. We can it see that. <laughs> we can see that. Well, let's jump right into Alice in Wonderland. Sure. And uh, you said you referred to uh, some images in the books. Um, what are some of the little sneak peeks that we might get into the garden for well, the Alice in Wonderland theme. Well, we, you know, we had to use our imagination, of course. And I always say, well, maybe a little bit of wine might help inspire. But, <laughs> uh, of course, you, these are conceptual thoughts, of, of course. But we did, uh, like, Cheshire Cats at the mm-hmm. entrance of mm-hmm. 27th and Capitol Parkway. D Street and C Street entrance all have a Cheshire Cat smile. Oh, okay. With a nose and uh, look for that. Look the eyes. And eyes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yellow eyes with blue in the center. Mm-hmm. And then we also have mushrooms, giant mushrooms blooming up in the ledges. Uh, 
Okay. To sort of look like the the smoking caterpillar then rises up on the very top ledge with a huge yeah, yeah, obelisk. Yeah. Absalom, the, yeah. the caterpillar, oh. has a uh, obelisk that he's grown up on. And oh, that nice. sits at the very top of the garden. And I think you can, you had mentioned today that it's a little easier to visualize the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're starting they're, to catch up. I believe we used impatience and uh, euphorbia, mm-hmm. white euphorbia in them. It's not real mushrooms. I, I know, I was mentioning that one day, and this lady looks at me, she goes, I see no mushrooms down there. I go, yeah. no, not real mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. But, Merely um, conceptual. Conceptual you know, imagery. <clears throat> but we do have other features are like the... We have tree roses that are uh, red roses being, or white roses being painted red. Mm -hmm. We have all the queen of hearts displayed. We have spades, diamonds. What else do we have? Clubs. Clubs. And the Mad Hatter's hat. Mad Hatter's Mm. hat. But you know what the the biggest one, and and you built it, well, we we built it together, but you guys laid it out, was the tea table. Yeah. Talk about yeah. This. So on the tea tables, everybody wondered what those black boxes were, and uh, we created those. We sort of wanted to build a new dimension, and we kept seeing these Alice in Wonderland at the tea table with the Mad Hatter mm-hmm. sitting at the top, and we thought we need to make tea tables with uh, using dichondra as a tablecloth, and it draped down, and then we did a little strange thing inside of those boxes we built hugel culture uh where they're filled with logs and uh wet logs wet logs yeah. and mm. water and we were and soil mm-hmm. compost all the way to the top mm-hmm. and the purpose of that was supposedly to keep it wetter it's another form mm-hmm. of gardening in a raised bed where you would still keep it moist underneath but we found that we still have to water those Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway, beds take but more. they're sort of unique, and we put some plants that really take a lot of drainage. We added mm-hmm. succulents to sort of represent cups and plates and mm-hmm. uh, some big basil plants that just look like maybe food, mm-hmm. if you could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Get your imagination Anyway, out. so you really have to use your imagination, but that's what they were to represent. We, we noticed, well, at least... I noticed. I don't know how many of them you watch, but I watch the Johnny Depp movies. Not to watch Johnny Depp, but to look at the set design because I really admire people to do set designs in movies. And um, a lot of color that we saw, a lot of bright, brilliant, contrasting colors. In other words, dark parts of the movie, but there are also movies, uh, parts that were lit up. So a lot of the, the, the brilliant colors you see down there with the sunflowers and all that it's just sort of a spin whoops just sort of a spin on some of the colors that we saw in the movies and so and it is it is very colorful this year i'm amazed yeah we had teacups also at the entrances oh yeah that's right teacups that were sort of dancing in the movie they had teapots dancing in teacups and at the tea parties anyway very it, it, fun. It's very Ooh. fun, and uh, yeah. it just gives us something that we can sort of focus on, and our minds wander quite a bit sometimes <laughs> when we're doing this, but that's okay. Well, I thought it was oh. free. It helped us figure out different layouts for the uh, different patterns in the garden, yes. and uh, it was it's quite it's interesting to do a study as we go into a design because we don't just go oh 
this would be cool. It's actually, what about this? And we look at every dimension that we can find with it. And then can we find a plant that will match it? Can we keep the plant alive? Will it good, look good next to the plant that's next door? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of research that goes into the blends of, of what we do. And, and yeah. then we just hope they grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now. That's just keep it alive. Keep it alive during the heat. <laughs> you bet. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, September 10th is coming right up, and we are very excited to move into those beautiful gardens, and we're going to really play out that uh, Alice in Wonderland theme in yeah. in our approach to setting up our displays. And like I said, there will be about 50 artists that will show work and sell work. Yes. It's always For that so much day. fun. What a fun event it is. Oh, yes. Very fest- festive. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, Alice and I have always looked forward to the artists coming to this town. As a matter of fact, when I travel, I go to art festivals. I just went to – Kelly took – my daughter took me to the Sawdust Festival in uh, – where was I? Del Mar or somewhere down California. in California. Mm. And it's, it's the same thing, booths of artists doing every and anything and it. To me, that's so enlightening to see. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what they've come up with again this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I saved some money this year. All right. <laughs> so I don't have to use a credit card. I just pay in cash. You know? All right. so, yeah. Saving it up. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, why not? For you know? September 10th. That's right. Art in the Garden. And this is Noya's Art Gallery's uh, 10th annual that's uh, amazing. show. We have great sponsors, Emeritus, First Interstate Bank, Lincoln Parks and Rec, of course, Party in the Parks. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do appreciate those sponsors so much because that allows us to offer this as a free event. Come down to Sunken Gardens at 27th and Capitol Parkway on September 10th from uh, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. And join into the festivities and get on down to the garden any day because it's an amazing, beautiful environment, as Steve and Alice have described to us. See if you can find the cats and the teacups and the Mad Hatter's table, coffee table, and uh, all of those different little elements. Yep. Come yeah. on down. We'll point them out if you can't find them. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Steve oh, and Alice. You, I really appreciate you, you joining me. Thank you so much, me. Lynette. Yep. We appreciate you. This is fun. This is Lynette Fast with Art Talk Live, and today, as you know, we're talking about our great event coming up, uh, Art in the Garden at the Sunken Gardens on September 10th. Dana Clements is joining me now with some information about the artist. She is on the organizing committee from Noya's Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street, and she has been involved in collecting the artists that are going to be exhibiting at the show. Hi, Dana. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me on. What's it been like in your role of collecting the artists for this big event? Well, um, it's quite chaotic trying to get so many people organized. I think we've got about 58 artists signed up right now, last I knew. Um, So I kind of work on organizing the sign-up list and making sure we have everyone's information And then I also go ahead and take all the artists who signed up and assign them spots in the garden. So I am kind of in charge of the map as well and making sure that 
we have everyone spaced out appropriately and that there aren't any areas of the garden that don't have artists or that have too many people. So it's a big job, but it's a lot of fun and it's definitely um, you can see the payoff of it when the event actually happens. Fabulous. When people come into the garden, uh, then you said you're in charge of the map. How would you recommend people enter the garden? Well, um, there are a few different entrances. There's one on 27th Street, right by um, 27th and C. And then there's another one on the other side of the garden, which is also a parking lot. Um, We will actually have artists in the parking lot, so people will not be able to park there, but um, they can park in the surrounding neighborhood and walk on over. And then there is a handicap-accessible entrance um, just a little bit up the sidewalk from the parking lot that leads to the healing garden. So if you're looking to make your way through the whole garden, um, any of those are a good place to start. The exhibitors will just be throughout the entire space. Yes, yes. Like I said, we'll have artists in the parking lot, and then we'll have um, lots of people down in the main garden area as well as some musicians. And we'll also have artists up on the upper path and the healing garden. So patrons really should try and make it through the whole garden if they want the full experience. Oh, yeah. Go on every path and every way you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dana mentioned that parking in the neighborhood uh, over on the 26th, 25th Street kind of areas. And then also over across 27th Street uh, at the Rose Garden and at the zoo. Um, Those parking lots would be available also. Well, Dana, you're going to have some work at the garden also for sale. Yes, I am. I know your work is fantasy. This year's theme is Alice in Wonderland. I have a feeling your theme is going to fit together really well here. (laughs) Tell us what your work looks like. Well, um, I think the first thing people notice about my work is all the bright colors I use. Um, I tend to keep my colors more in the bright, more saturated realm. So for people who like bright kind of psychedelic looking artwork that's a that's kind of a draw for them Um, I also like to do some kind of fantasy creatures I've also been doing some fun more portrait style pieces lately Uh, one of my bigger pieces that I've recently finished is um, four foot tall by one foot wide and it's a fun fantasy portrait of a lady whose hair is ice cream so just fun, funky stuff like that. Nice. So lots of bugs and critters in your work with that mm-hmm. wild and very, um, uh, I would say, intense color going on. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned bugs and critters. Um, I am really inspired by nature, so you'll see a lot of that influence in my work as well. And that's why part of the reason why I love art in the garden so much because I think the garden is just the perfect backdrop to show artwork, especially um, for me. That sounds so fun. And, you know, folks, we can't wait. September 10th, Art in the Garden at 27th and Capitol Parkway. This year's theme is Alice in Wonderland, and we'll be there from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. 
lots of original work for sale. Uh, this is hosted by Noya's Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street. And then also our corporate sponsors are Emeritus, First Interstate Bank, Lincoln Parks and Recreation, and Party in the Parks. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Dana, it was great to visit with you. We really want to see lots of people come out and and check out our art. We've got a lot of artists set up for you. Yeah, it's going to be great. Thank you. This is Julia Noyes from the Noyes Art Gallery, and this has been Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.